0: Attention son, this is for your own good. This is Gateway City Sports. The rumors are true. This is Talking Sports on the Bleachers with Don Glenn. A confident young man, a superb athlete. A look at the sports issues of the day. Grab a seat, pop a cold one, and let's talk some sports. you got to get it done. For this young Cinderella, he's come out of nowhere, he's got about 350 yards up, he's going to get about 500 yards, don't you think? He's got a beautiful dashboard. Dash! Oh, he got all of that one! Hello folks, I'm glad you could make it the day to the Bleachers, because we are going to be talking Selection Sunday. The NCAA has made their pairings, they've got everything portioned out the way it's supposed to be, all the games are set to go in motion, and March Madness is in full swing. So, the cooler is full, and you know what that means? That means, people, we get to talk some sports. Romo looking, dumps it off right side. (laughs) Intercepted! (laughs) Intercepted at the goal line by Woodson! And there is your dagger! Are you crying? Isn't that crying? Isn't that crying in baseball? Playoffs? Don't talk about them. playoffs? Are you kidding me? Playoffs? To Infinity and beyond. Hello folks. Welcome back, sports fans. <clears throat> if you've been here before, you know what I'm about to say. And if you're new to the program, I want to welcome you to Talking Sports on the Bleachers. I am Don Glein, your host. And I want to say that this program is part of the Gateway City Sports Network. Go to gatewaycitysports.com and check out the articles on the Cardinals, the Blues, University of Missouri Sports, University of Illinois Sports, the Battle Hawks. We try to cover as much of the St. Louis by-state sports area that we can. But hey, I know we can miss stuff and we're only human. So if there's a sport out there that we don't cover, let us know about it. And besides articles, we have podcasts like this one. The 2 for 3 with the Moose Mike Stevenson, Yacker Jacks with Brian Papa Swope. The 2 for 3 with Ron Nuttle. No, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Already did the 2 for 3. A uh, Team of Rivals with Ron Nuttle and a couple of Cub fans named Pete and Elliot. The XFL STL Football Show. In the Zone with A-Train Arlington Lane. And the often imitated, but never duplicated, Derrick King Sports Show. Yes, it is Selection Sunday, and the pairings are out for the men's NCAA basketball tournament. Now, I was hoping to have a guest on tonight, uh, a guest host tonight, but uh, we had some technical difficulties, and he was not able to join us. So we shall forge on and hopefully get him back for a future uh, a date. Um, Well, like I said, the pairings were announced, and I thought there might be some shakeups. I said so last week that we might have a couple shakeups with... Uh, um, teams here and there, and uh, p- given the conference tournaments and um, people losing that are possibly losing, and uh, uh, some end of the season losses, and it did shake things up a little bit. So, in terms of the uh, conferences, though, uh, the Big Ten was the big dog with nine bids, two coming off uh, the first four play in games. Rutgers and in Indiana uh, earned uh, play in games. Uh, SEC and the Big East were next with six teams each. Mountain West and ACC each had four. The Pac-12 and Western conferences each got in three teams. The top four number one seeds were Baylor in the East, Gonzaga in the West, and Gonzaga was the overall number one seed. Kansas in the Midwest, Arizona in the South. Now, Auburn was once thought to be a one seed, and they were in their oh, bracketology, bracketology mix uh, till probably about, no, I'd say late February, middle of February, and then they started slipping a little bit. Um, they ended up a two seed uh, in the Midwest. Villanova is also a two seed in the Midwest. Duke and Kentucky each pulled off two seeds. And there's a little suspect that I may get to that a little bit later, but that may be a little suspect of how they ended up as two seeds, uh, which actually ended up dropping Purdue down to a three. Um, uh, also on that three line are Texas Tech. Tennessee and Wisconsin, uh, the four seeds panned out as pretty much everybody thought they might, with uh, Illinois, Providence, UCLA, and Arkansas. Uh, so your pairings actually look like this: in the first four playing games, so which will be on the 15th and 16th in Dayton, Ohio, um, you'll have Texas A&M Corpus Christi uh, versus Texas Southern for the right to face off with Kansas. That's a 16 seed game. Uh, a 12 seed game is Indiana taking on Wyoming, and the winner on that one gets Saint May, number the five seed Saint Mary's. Uh, first game on Wednesday or one game on Wednesday is an 11 seed play in with Rutgers and Notre Dame. The winner gets Alabama, the six seed, and then uh, the final play in game is a 16 seed uh, play in with. Bryant and Wright State, battling for the chance to play number one seed Arizona. So here's how the rest of the brackets shape up. Uh, let's start in the West. Uh, Gonzaga is the number one seed. and I said they also cra- got the overall number one seed. Um, they will face number 16 Portland or Georgia State in Portland. Boise State was the eighth seed. They take on the nine seed Memphis, also in Portland. Uh, Five seed in the West is Yukon, and they draw the 12 seed New Mexico State. That game will be in Buffalo, New York. Four seed was Arkansas, and they face the 14 seed Vermont in Buffalo, New York. That could be very dangerous for Arkansas. Vermont's a very good team, and that's pretty much going to be a home game game for them. So watch out, Razorbacks. Uh, The bottom half of the West plays on Friday, and the six seed Alabama will take on either Rutgers or Notre Dame in San Diego. The three seed Texas Tech gets number 14, the 14 seed Montana State in San Diego. Uh, in Greenville, it'll be number seven Michigan, number seven seed Michigan State playing number ten seed Davidson. Davidson, and uh, that's another one the game where I think the Spartans had better watch out. Uh, the number two seed Duke gets number fifteen Cal State Fullerton, and that's going to be pretty much a home game for Duke. So don't give Cal State a whole lot of opportunity to win that one. At first glance, this looks like it's a good run for the Zags to get to New Orleans. To me, UConn may be the only team that can stop them in the top half of the region, and I don't really see a challenge for them in the bottom half. Now, Duke did beat Gonzaga earlier in the year, but, um, you know, the teams may have gotten better since then, and I don't think Duke really has. Um, Texas Tech might even have a shot at taking down Duke, uh, taking down uh, Gonzaga, but we're going to have to see. Um uh, Now it's not to say that this region won't have any really good games or upsets. Like I said, I think Arkansas could get tripped up by Vermont, and it would not surprise me at all to see Memphis upset Boise State. Okay, yes, I know that's an eight-nine game. So really, is it an upset? I mean, people have argued that for years. Is nine beating an eight an upset? Well, technically, it is. So you go with it. Uh, On Friday, like I said, I see I see uh, Michigan uh, or excuse me, Michigan State not having a. um, Or not having, but uh, having problems with Davidson. I can see Davidson taking them down. Um, Like I said, I'm still not sure how Michigan got a 7 seed. Uh, I don't think I would have rated them that high. Uh, I think I would have, to me, I think they would have been probably closer to a 9 or a 10 seed. Uh, Maybe even an 11. Uh, But, uh, you know, the committee did what it did. So, like I said, I think that's definitely a likelihood that Davidson, Davidson will take down Michigan State. So, I'm going to say Gonzaga goes to New Orleans. If they get tripped up by UConn, my dark horse would be Texas Tech. Okay, we'll go to the East now. We're on Thursday. You'll see number one Baylor, or excuse me, one seed Baylor, uh, taking on 16 seed Norfolk State. in. in the, this is in Fort Worth. Uh, the second game in Fort Worth will be the number eight seed North Carolina versus the number nine seed Marquette. Uh, up in Portland, and number five seed St. Mary's will play the number twelve seed Plain Winner, which is going to be either Wyoming or Indiana. Um, I don't think the Hoosiers were going to make that one. I think that's going to be a Wyoming versus St. Mary's game, which actually will probably be a very good game. Uh, number four seed UCLA plays number thirteen seed Akron, also in Portland. Uh, bottom half of that bracket, uh, Friday. Now these games, uh, well, I don't know if they're all good. If, if they'll be that good, but there might be something to watch. Uh, the six seed Texas takes on eleven seed Virginia Tech. Now uh, in Milwaukee, uh, Purdue number three seed plays the 14 seed Yale also in Milwaukee in Indianapolis now these games are on Thursday um, is number seven seed Murray State faces off with the ten seed San Francisco and number two seed Kentucky faces off with the 15 seed St Peters now there's a couple people thinking that St Peter's might have a, might put a scare into Kentucky we'll have to wait and see what happens um, And it would be very interesting if Murray State faces off of Kentucky in the second round. Um, A couple of uh, Kentucky boys going at Kentucky cousins going at it, if you will. So the defending champion Baylor has a little harder road than the one seed in the West. And I would say that the East is a tougher region altogether. Um, But uh, I also don't see that it being a huge problem for Baylor. They, They could get tripped up, though. Um, I think uh, St. Mary's has a a chance to trip them up. Um, UCLA could possibly even take Baylor down. Now, as far as the teams in the second half of the bracket, I think you're looking at Purdue. I think you're looking at Kentucky. Texas maybe could take them down. Um, So there's a lot of teams, uh, a lot of hurdles for Baylor to to worry about in their their region. Uh, My dark horse uh, here uh, would be Texas. Um, uh, I think either one of three teams, uh, Baylor, UCLA, or Purdue will come out of that region as the winner. Uh, favorite would probably be Baylor and then probably be Purdue and then UCLA with Texas again as my dark horse. Um, I think <laughs> this division is going to cause a lot of stress for fans and coaches alike. And, uh, speaking of stress, let's, let's hear why it's not stressful to deal with fifth street motors. Hey, Don Glenn here for 5th Street Motors. We all know buying a vehicle can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be. 5th Street Motors, located at 2044 Rose Lane in Pacific, Missouri, will help you find the vehicle you need no matter what brand. 5th Street Motors believes in giving you the best price on a pre-owned vehicle that will fit your budget. Give Brandon or Don a call today at 573-259-1306 and tell them Gateway City Sports sent you. All right, <clears throat> let's shift our attention to the South region. Why not? Uh, things kind of flip up a little bit uh, on this part of the bracket uh, where things are kind of kind of backwards. <laughs> so uh, the top half of the bracket's actually going to play on Friday in the in the South region. So that looks that shaped up to be number one seed Arizona matched against the 16 seed play in of Wright State or Bryant uh, in San Diego. Uh, number eight Seton Hall will take on the number nine seed TCU Horned Frogs in San Diego. In Pittsburgh, you'll see the number five seed Houston Cougars versus the number twelve seed UAB. Number four seed Illinois takes on number thirteen seed Chattanooga, um, and there are people saying that Chattanooga could be an Achilles' heel for Illinois. We'll have to see if that pans out. In the bottom half, now you'll see these games on Thursday. And that will be the 6-seed Colorado State versus the 11-seed Michigan. Uh, The 3-seed Tennessee plays 14-seed Longwood. Both those games are in Indianapolis. Uh, now two of these games are going to be played on Friday. So like I said, this this south's kind of messed up. So, um, so two of the bottom half games are going to be played on Friday, which is the seven seed Ohio, and they'll be in Pittsburgh. And it'll be the seven seed Ohio State versus the ten seed Loyola, uh, and the two seed Villanova faces off fifteen seed Delaware. Uh, this is kind of a hard region to handicap because uh, you've got Arizona, which is a very good team, but by the same token, the Pac-12 is not very good. So you don't know what they are actually. Um Now, they are the favorite, but there are a couple of roadblocks, but the problem is their roadblocks have roadblocks. So, <laughs> like I said, it's kind of tough to, to handicap this one, but I will give it a shot. Uh, I think Arizona gets out uh, at least to uh, the second round no, with, with little to no problem. I don't see... Um, Right State Bryant, uh, Seton Hall, or even if TCU were to upset uh, Seton Hall, I don't see any of those four teams being a hindrance uh, much to Arizona. Now when we start talking to playing against Houston or Illinois, uh, or maybe even Chattanooga. Uh, they could face a little stiff competition there. Uh, now the bottom half of that bracket, Colorado State, they've been kind of a on and on again, off again team. Uh, they could. Uh, Make some noise, Uh, Michigan. I, (laughs) you know, here's another here's another Big Ten team. I'm not sure how they got the seed. They got I mean, 11 actually is not that bad for them. I probably would have said a 12, uh, but uh, 11, 12. I mean, they're they're close, but I don't see them as being too much. They could they could upset Colorado State, but I don't see it happening. Uh, Three seed Tennessee plays 14 seed Longwood. Those games, like I said. in Indianapolis, that one I don't see Tennessee having any problem, but I see uh, the next one, next game down with Ohio State and Loyola. Um, now that'll be in Pittsburgh, so it's kind of be halfway a home game for Ohio State uh, in in that respect. But uh, Loyola, you know, that they, they, they've been showing some people some stuff lately. They've put a good run together. They made a good run in their tournament. Uh, Ohio State didn't have really a great uh, Big Ten tournament and or into the season. So they're kind of running in on a downslide. Uh, Loyola's on an upswing. I smell upset in that game. Um, Two-seed Villanova faces off against 15-seed Delaware. Um, that one I don't see as too much of a big, you know, I don't think Villanova's going to have any problem with the 15-seed. Villanova could upset Arizona um so i don't think that's an issue for or excuse me ah I'll try that again villanova could upset delaware or could upset uh, uh arizona uh so that is the one one team i think besides tennessee in the bottom half that could get arizona some fits and neither one of those teams have a hurdle uh unlike the illinois and houston which uh have teams that you know could possibly upset them so again hard hard division or hard um, region handicap but we'll see uh i think uh, i'm gonna give it to illinois or give it to arizona um i'll also say that uh, illinois and villanova could potentially make it out of that region um and then uh, I actually have two dark horses in this one. I think Houston and Tennessee are dark horses as well. So like I said, this this could be a fairly tough region, uh, but it's tough on the roadblocks too. So, you know, um, you could see, you could I could see where um, Houston and Illinois both get upset. Arizona slides into their Elite Eight and, uh, you know, faces um, Loyola, so to speak. You know, I mean, I think Loyola could actually pull a double upset out of that uh, or triple upset out of that uh, region so it's uh, it's a hard one to say but i think uh, we'll see arizona come out of that um now the final region is the midwest and kansas has got the top seed there and they take on either texas southern or texas a m corpus christi who will be the 16 seed um san diego state uh, plays the nine seed creton uh, uh creighton excuse me uh, those games are in fort worth 5-seed Iowa takes on 12-seed Richmond. And 4-seed Providence matches up against 13-seed South Dakota State. Those games are going to be in Buffalo. Um, let see, the Friday games in the Midwest. The 6-seed LSU versus the L- the 11-seed Iowa. Uh, and the 3-seed Wisconsin plays the 14-seed Colgate. Both those games are in Milwaukee. Um... And, you know, with being Iowa and Wisconsin, and those are kind of home games for those two teams. So um, even though LSU is a sixth seed, I. And well, of course, LSU also just fired her coach. So how that's going to affect them, I just don't know. Uh, let's see. The rest of that bracket comes in, will be in Greenville. And that's USC taking on the 10, the seven seed USC taking on the 10 seed Miami. And the 2 seed Auburn taking on the 15 seed Jackson State. Um the, the the one thing there is that's pretty much a home game for everybody for those three of those four teams usc coming from the west coast having to play in greenville i'm just, you know i i look at all these brackets when every, every year and i see this you know i understand that they they have a the committee has a hard hard decision to try and put some of these teams where they put them but you know i think uh they would do themselves a little bit of a bigger favor if they'd kind of relax the rules a little bit and, um, you know, maybe try and put these teams in a little better regional matchup. But, you know, that's just me. Uh So anyway, getting back to this division, I really think Kansas comes out in their half in decent shape. I, I don't see anybody in that top half of that bracket with the possible exception of... uh Iowa State, or excuse me, Iowa or uh, Providence. Um, I i mean, excuse me, Iowa, yeah, Iowa or Providence. Um, Iowa State is playing in, in LSU. Excuse me, I got those two kind of confused. Uh, so it's five-seed Iowa takes on 12-seed Richmond and Buffalo. Four-seed Providence is 13-seed South Dakota State. Both those teams could possibly upset Kansas, but I don't think it'll happen. Um, Providence probably being the better option to upset them in that top half. Again, I just don't see it happening. Uh, in the bottom half, like I said, there's Auburn is about, Auburn, U.S., Auburn, excuse me, and Wisconsin, probably about the two teams that could take, uh, take Kansas down i don't think usc could uh they might be able to but i'm just i'm not seeing that possibility uh upset wise i think you're like i said i think lsu is ripe for an upset iowa state's coming in hot lsu is struggled they just fired their coach um and i just don't see that working out well for them um let's see here i got another one uh, miami and usc i mean i don't know uh, Something tells me about that game that you might want to keep an eye out, Uh, but uh, nothing I can put my finger on to say that's actually an upset in the making. Uh, But we'll see. Um, I think uh, so. I give the risk reaching to Kansas and uh, or Auburn. I think Auburn next is 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 the one team that really has the best shot of taking Kansas down. Uh, And, of course, my dark horse, again, would here would be Wisconsin. Um, So, you know, I, I put my dark horses in just because I want to kind of protect myself. And if you want to protect yourself, listen to this message from the Wiley Group. Hello, this is Don Glenn from Gateway City Sports. We all know how important it is to stay protected. Sometimes life throws you a curve. And that's why you need Allstate. The Wiley Group has two locations in Festus and Arnold to serve you. They offer home, auto, boat, motorcycle, business, life insurance, investments, and so much more. They offer a customized approach that's unique to your situation to make sure you, your family, and your assets are properly protected. They also offer great rates and savings. Give Sean and his team a call today at 636. 636- 764-6294. They'll help you out with an insurance quote right over the phone. Even give them a call if you just want to talk sports. They do that too. We all have busy lives, so you can email Sean at seanwiley@allstate.com at allstate.com and talk to him about your coverage options. And remember, you're in good hands with Allstate. Okay. So all in all I think this is a fairly balanced tournament field. Uh, you know, there's always going to be some exceptions and this is no different, uh, no different year. I mean, like I said before, and I mentioned earlier as I was going through the brackets. Um, the big 10 got nine teams in three of those teams. I'm really suspect about, um, actually almost four of them. Um, I think, um, Rutgers, uh, Indiana, uh, and uh, Michigan, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not seeing how those teams actually were put ahead of some of the other teams that were out there. Uh, then you got Duke being a two seed. I mean, I think that some people are calling that generous, and I think it might be. Um, you know, I, I think they may have had a shot at a two seed, but I think to do that, they were should have won their conference tournament, uh, but uh, they didn't. Um, And uh, lost to North Carolina the last game of the season. So uh, I just, I'm kind of failing to see how they moved up to the two seed in that respect. Uh, And Tennessee, who you know, won their SEC, uh, it, it drops to a three seed. I mean, it's there's just something that doesn't make a whole lot of sense there. Purdue uh, didn't do anything to deserve being dropped from a two seed to a three seed. Uh, and then you've got uh, Kentucky, who slipped up to a, a two seed also. Uh, again, not sure why that happened. Um, Houston, I think, probably... If anybody should have moved up, I think it should have been them maybe into a, into a four seed and replaced either Illinois or, or Arkansas on a four line. Um, you know. Now, one interesting thing about Kentucky, I mentioned earlier about Kentucky Cousins playing each other, um, if Kentucky and Murray State both win their first round games, that pits them in the second round game against each other, and it would actually be the first time that those two teams would would play each other, which I find kind of interesting that they've, you know, been around as long as they have and neither one's played each other. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you, you see this happen. And there's talk of the um, Murray State coach um, moving on. Uh, and uh, if he were to beat Kentucky and then leave and Kentucky not have a chance to, I mean, um you could talk some bragging rights there in, in that game. Uh, so that could be fun to watch uh, before it's all said and done. Uh, some teams, I think, that deserved uh, a little better fate than what they got. Um, Texas A&M, for sure. Um, uh, the Texas A&M played their butts off, uh, pushed and, 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 and got to the championship game in their conference. And they had a higher net and a higher Ken Palm, Ken Palm than uh, Rutgers and yet Rutgers makes a playing game and the aggies are on the outside looking in i don't understand how that happens uh, smu's another one i think they got shafted they had a better record from the memphis and they were a 44 net which is better than 13 teams that made the dance now i understand some of those teams are automatic qualifiers but some of them aren't and you're 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 saying that, that they're not that good as as these other teams i mean like a rutgers uh you know they had a bet they had a better uh, net than rutgers you know, again another team um so you know some of these that that didn't um you know, a couple teams that again um just i think a uh, dayton's another one i think uh, could have or should have been considered a lot more than say in indiana or a michigan um But, you know, again, it is what it is, and we're just going to have to uh, live with it and, uh, you know, um, just move on, I guess, and root for the teams that are there. (laughs) So, okay, let's get to this. My Final Four. And as as an Illinois fan, it pains me to put this Final Four out because Illinois is not part of it. But I really... I mean, and uh, doesn't mean I'm not going to reform. It doesn't mean I think they can't be part of the Final Four. I think I think you'd actually put uh, a few more, about three or four more teams would have a possibilities in the Final Four, um, other than the teams that I'm going to say. But um, I think uh, out of the West, it's Gonzaga. I think out of the East, I'm going to kind of go against what I said earlier as I as thought about it and gone through these brackets. I think I'm gonna go with Purdue coming out of the East as my Final Four team. Just something about that tells me that uh, you know we might might have that as the as the your your Eastern Division or your Eastern Region uh, champion. Um, I think Villanova comes out of the South. I I, like I said Arizona is a very good team. Do not get me wrong, they are a very good team, but again they're playing. They're playing a lot. The Pac-12 is just not that strong. Um, You know, not like uh, uh, the Big 12 or the Big East or the Big 10 or the SEC. Pac-12 just isn't that strong. So I really can't say um, that's how good that that Arizona is with the division they've got. Uh, Midwest, I'm going to go with Kansas. Although, like I said, I think you can see possibly... uh, you know maybe a Wisconsin coming out of there um you know or Auburn so but uh, I'm going to go with Kansas um, you know as that so my championship game I think will be Va- Baylor and Villanova or, excuse me <laughs> uh excuse me Gonzaga and Villanova where did I get Baylor I already had them knocked out what the heck did I do there uh I think yeah Gonzaga and Villanova uh, I think uh Gonzaga will be able to take Purdue um well, Purdue could beat them I mean they've got the inside game that they could probably take Gonzaga down but I don't think the shooting's gonna hold up I think Gonzaga will 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 do that uh, better uh Villanova Kansas I think Villanova is just they they're playing with a lot of of uh, uh grit and intensity I think um and Kansas yeah they've got some guys back and they're a little bit stronger than they were at the beginning of the season I just don't I, I think Villanova can take can take uh uh Kansas so it'll be Villanova and Gonzaga and the and I think at the end of the day it's going to be Villanova because uh Gonzaga is a lot like Arizona a very good team very good team. But they play in a conference that there's nobody there. I mean, not, nothing against the other teams, okay? But you're playing in a conference where you don't have a lot of top competition. So I think once that happens and you get into that top top top, top competition area, uh, that's where I think Villanova will end up taking uh, Gonzaga down. So um, that's that's my national champion is villanova now of course i'll probably fill out three or four different brackets with three or four different national champions again just to hedge my bets uh but we'll see so that is going to do it for my selection selection sunday show and don't forget to submit questions for the fans show coming up that i want to try the fans forum uh, email the show at tsotb.gcs at gmail.com or on Twitter at tsotbgcs or at big D underscore GCS. Uh, also, remember if you want to be a guest host for the Fans Forum or Sean Layman, let me know that too. Uh, again, we're going to look at late April for that show. Uh, so, until next time, folks, we will see you. thanks again for joining us and you have been listening to talking sports on the bleachers here's hoping you have a great sports day